This Blitz podcast is brought to you by Bravado Wireless. Available online at bravadowireless.com. All right, welcome in uh, here on the Blitz 1170. Hope everyone's had a good day so far. My name is Jeremy Poplin, Matt Hubbard with us. Let's set up the hotline and welcome in, well, a former Tolson, uh, Jacob Toby, who's now working up in Denver. Nine News, the NBC affiliate, and my timeline was absolutely littered with videos and pictures of this gentleman partying with the Denver Nuggets inside of their locker room last night, and I'm sure the festivities went into the wee hours of the morning. Uh, Jacob, one, it's good to hear that, one, you're still alive. Two, you're not that hungover from all of the celebrations that were happening. Uh, And three, my first question, I guess, would be, how much sleep have you actually had in the last 24 hours? Uh, well, I mean, this whole playoff run seems like a, a blur, um, especially going down to Miami and, and, you know, just trying to do as much work as we can there. Uh, I, I didn't get much sleep last night. I think I left the station at four because, you know, we, we yes, we, we, were have, we were enjoying ourselves in the locker room, but I still had to go <laughs> put stuff together for our morning show. Um, you know, I talked to, to both Stan and Josh Cronkey, the Nuggets owners. I talked to Jamal and Murray and uh, Michael Malone, and I talked to uh, Nicole Jokic's wife, so I kind of put those pieces together for the morning show. So, but yeah, it was it was surreal, just you know, finally seeing Nicole Jokic enjoy a little bit, right? I mean, he never lets on to that, and which is fine. I mean, that's that's kind of his style. That's kind of the European style. Just win the next game. Don't get too emotional about it until you win the big one. And and even you know, right after the game, he wasn't that emotional. But I think when people started to leave the locker room, I was still around in there and. Uh, he was bringing his MVP trophy around and taking pictures and, and drinking. And his brothers were in there. I think uh, one of his brothers kissed me on the cheek. Uh, that was fun. Um, <laughs> so it was just it, the vibes were high. Serbian music was playing. So I'll, uh, I'll remember that night for a long, long time. But it was a party deep into the wee hours of the morning. I can tell you that much. So you got to – let's run down the list here. You got to drink straight from the champagne bottle. Uh, you got to yeah. smoke a cigar with the greatest basketball yeah. player in the world. Like, what else did you get to check off of your, oh, my God, I can't believe this is happening to me checklist? Yeah, I think uh, just, like, bumping up and down, jumping up and down with guys like Michael Porter Jr. and and Aaron Gordon and, um, and, and the guys that were, you know, obviously, like, Jamal and, and Joker were happy, right? I mean, they're the two stars. Jamal especially has been through a lot. Um you know, with his injury and all that. But I was just happy for and, and happy to be with uh, the vet, you know, Jeff Green, former Thunder. Yeah. Uh, 15 years in the NBA, dealt with a, a heart condition that kept him out a year when he was in Boston. Ish Smith, um, who's been on every team in the Ish league, Smith, Jacob. <laughs> an NBA record, 13 teams in 13 seasons. Happy for that dude. Talked with him after the game. DeAndre Jordan, 15-year NBA vet. Reggie Jackson, former Thunder. Uh, Colorado kid, Mr. Colorado basketball, 2008. Just happy for him, man. Happy for those guys. Like they were, they were super thrilled to be in that locker room, be a part of this run. The veteran presence that they brought this year was was unmatched, and just exactly what this team needed. So, props to the team for going out and getting those guys and making everything click. But yeah, just you know, walking around with a cigar in my mouth, like still, you know, trying to do a little bit of my job, trying to interview the guys, but at the same time, man, we worked so hard for. We're covering this team um, that, yeah, we enjoyed a little bit. But at the same time, um, it, it was just surreal to, to be one of, like I said, 200 people to, to experience that because it was the locker room was like uh, a club last night. It, it was the lights were flickering on and off. It was, the music was going. It was off. Can we talk about just the organization in itself and what this means? And they are 
kind of the the team now that will be put on a pedestal, not just because they have a championship, Jacob, but it's also about the way that this was built, uh, the confidence they had in in what their plan was, even with losing important pieces to the puzzle behind the scenes, even off of the players on the floor. Uh, they had a plan. Now it's also bolstered by the best player in the world right now, how incredible that Jamal's Mur- Jamal Murray's run was uh, here and coming back from that injury that you referenced here. Uh, but this team, right, believed in who they were, and it was all anchored by uh, Malone and being able to bring them bring them together and never forgetting what their identity truly is. Yeah, and that was the first thing I asked Coach when he got into the locker room after he did all his press, and I, I got to pull him aside for a couple questions. I said, man, all the – all the national narratives are out the window, right? And he goes, heck yeah, man. We're, we're NBA champions. Nobody can take that away from us. We're world champions. And, and that's the last, that's the mic drop that you can have, right? I mean, they, they won the whole freaking thing. And um, they did it the quote-unquote right way. I asked uh, Stan, uh, Josh Cronkey, the Nuggets governor, after the game, I said, how much satisfaction do you have in, in knowing that you guys built it the quote-unquote right way? You know, they're, they're a small market team. They can't go out and spend a ton of money and, get free agents to come in, you know, year after year, and they drafted well, and, and that's props to Tim Conley, who uh, now is with the, with the Timberwolves, but built this team, um, uh, drafted Jokic and Murray and Porter. Uh, Calvin Booth uh, took over as GM, and he was, you know, he's the guy that traded for Contavious Caldwell-Pope and uh, made some other, you know, draft picks this year. And um, Josh said, yeah, there is some, there's some satisfaction in, in doing it that way just because they wanted to see – how they could build something for not only just this year, but for years to come. And it seems like they have the right mix. They have the vets, they have the, the core group who's hitting their prime. And then they have the young, the young studs coming up. Um, Christian Brown wins a, wins a national championship. And the next year wins an NBA title. That dude's a winner. And um, it's just, it's a perfect mix. And then no one just really wanted to believe it the whole way through. And, and, you know, we saw it here in Denver. We knew how good Jokic was and has been and will be. And, uh, it just took, you know, this long for everyone else to recognize it, but that's okay. Um, but, yeah, the, this, the setup that they have is, is really unmatched when you look around the league. I mean, it's, it's, I keep using the word perfect, but it really is. I mean, there's nothing really wrong with the organization, with what's going on. There's so much stability with Coach Malone. Um, Stan or Josh was asked if, if they ever thought about uh, letting go of Coach Malone and, and, um, during one of their down years uh, when he first got here, and they said no. They believed in his message. They believed in the culture that they were building. And Jokic has added to that culture, a family culture, um, a relationship culture. And that stuff matters. And it, it, it showed, man. It showed their champs. It really does kind of jump out at you, Jacob, when you watch them uh, through the type of culture that they've been be, uh, built. Because look at everyone that they got, you know, uh, contributions from during this run. I mean, there was a time where, I mean, I, Jokic is unbelievable, but can you even put a price tag on what Aaron Gordon meant during this series at all? I don't, I don't think no. that you can. Uh, we, I mean, we saw Bruce Brown. You know that, that for a moment last night, it was like, oh my gosh, this is the Bruce Brown game for for a few moments. It's it's everything like added together on top of two of the better players that we've seen in a while. That's that's been a tandem uh, that seemingly worked for them, and that's that's simply because of what you what you talked about there with. Malone having an idea and and the 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 culture that did exist. And we heat culture was a big topic, but man, it it almost kind of cast a shadow a little bit on over what Nuggets culture is in a way. Yeah, it it, it did, and and 
Denver, every time Miami tried something new, Denver had a counter for it. And you don't, you know, a lot of the times the teams have two or three counters and then they, and then that, that's it. But this team is so deep. Um, you know, it took Aaron Gordon a couple of years to really fit in here. I, um, you know, they, the, after they traded for him, I think they won uh, their first six games or whatever, and then Murray got hurt, right? So they were they were clicking. But then he really struggled in the postseason that year. He struggled in the postseason the next year. And it, it really clicked last year. And then this year, he just, he just fully believed in himself and it, it embraced it. And Bruce Brown was – I, I mean, free agency was big and there was a lot of moves, but he, you could say he was the best free agent pickup, no doubt about it. Uh, he was playing out of position in Brooklyn. They were trying to make him like a, a, a four, a three or a four, and he's a, he's a guard, man. He's, he wanted to score the ball, handle the ball more, play defense. He was so good changing the tempo. Uh, he had a big game in game four in Miami that really uh, brought him, you know, to the brink of, of winning a title, and again, he had a big night. Uh, in game five. And, and so just the role players that they picked up were, and, and how they fit the culture um, of not caring what the outside noise was of just, of just making sure they took care of their business. Uh, they all came together for a common goal. And that's, that's how this thing works, man. I mean, they, they, they did it the, again, the quote unquote right way of bringing in good quality guys around their two stars. And um, it just, it just fit, man. It just fits. There's a stat that I saw that I still have a hard time understanding, Jacob. Um, I, I mean, understanding just from the terms of it's wild in today's day and age. Um, it cannot be stressed enough how impressive it is that Denver won three games in this series shooting 29%, 28%, and 18% from the three-point line. Uh, the, the Miami Heat made them earn that every single step of the way, and yet they still found a way. Yeah, and that's the difference. Um, Miami couldn't shoot threes. Uh, they haven't been able to shoot threes uh, since game two when they won in Denver. And really, the Nuggets hadn't either, like you said, but they just they found a way. They went inside the paint. And I, I know last night was still about Jokic and the way he played, but I, I don't, you know, I'm not sure they win without Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. And that's with him struggling from three. I mean, he hadn't hit a three since game two. Um, and he hit one last night, and it was a big one. It's had the game in the third quarter. But he's matured so much, like, Two years ago, if he wasn't making threes, you wouldn't you wouldn't see him. He'd be benched, or he'd be sulking in the corner. Like there'd be no use there. But he's come to the point where he's driving, he's attacking, he's dunking, he's rebounding. I mean, he's had a double double again. Um, his rebounding has been so much improved. That's what Michael Malone's pointed to. And I mean, that's the championship mentality, right? I mean, he said last night in the post game interview, "I could score zero points. It doesn't matter. I just wanted to win." And that's you know, a guy a guy that's known for scoring, for shooting, to say that. Like, that's a change. That's a maturation that, that you hope to see in guys. Now, I, I fully believe he'll be, you know, a really good scorer. And it is a really good scorer. He just had a slump. But when you're a championship's on the line, you've got to change the way you play to win. And not only did Michael Porter Jr. do that, but everyone did that. When the threes weren't falling, just go inside, trying to get on the fast break, play defense. And it was the defense that, that really won in this championship. They were – they were so good. Uh, Jokic doesn't get enough credit for it, but he, he, he made Miami work down low. And he's not an athletic defender. He's not pinning blo- blocks against the backboard, but he's, he's making it tough and he's rebounding. And um, it just – their defense was spectacular all, all series. Uh, final couple. Um, from the Heat's perspective on this, I, I marvel that, one – I think we did get a good example in this stretch, and I can't believe there were still detractors of Spo, but 
crazy enough that there were, they they had an answer for everything in what is kind of a unique run of their own, like historic in so many ways that they were doing. And yet at the end of the day, they still didn't have a matchup as we shift into how great that Jokic truly is uh, to have anything. Now, maybe some of that is the way that they're they're constructed in terms of size, but they, they were able to overcome a lot of those um, difficult situations in, in previous runs and also the run this year. Uh, Jokic is just that damn good, man. I don't know any other way to put it, um, and, and he proved it on the biggest stage that there is in that league. Yeah, I mean, the size difference was was pretty noticeable during during this series. Um, Jokic just, just had his way. I mean, Bam had a nice, you know, offensively had some nice games, but I just never felt him defensively. Um, and Kevin Love's not, you know, Kevin Love's a, a shooter. He's not, you know, yeah. known for the defense, I guess, anymore, or, or was he ever really? I'm not sure. But, um, and they just, they, I don't, you know, I don't know where else they were getting their, their post defense from. Um, and so Jokic was really just able to, uh, able to create down there, kind of do whatever, ever he wanted. He was so efficient. Um, when is he not efficient? I mean, geez, it's, just, <laughs> it's, 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 I, I, it's rare to see him having an, an inefficient night. So, um, and, and, and when, you know, when, when Miami's role players don't play well, you know, Miami needs Jimmy Butler, Bam to play super well. And they need two out of their four role players, Gabe Vincent, Max Struth, Duncan Robinson, um, and Caleb Martin to play well. And, and, and for, you know, most of the series, they couldn't get a, a good match of that. And Jimmy didn't show up till late. You know, he's probably dealing with an injury. I get it. But so aren't everyone else um, in, in, in the playoffs, right? They're all banged up. So um, Jimmy didn't show up. The role players didn't play well. And that's, that's really what sank Miami, in my opinion. So the city, I know that was rough in some instances last night uh, yeah. with some violence that went on. But uh, overall in the buildup, as, as we say uh, goodbye uh, on this interview, is the overall buildup to this and then to the, the pinnacle point and the celebration. I find it fascinating, Jacob, cities that win a championship for the first time in an individual sport uh, and what the, what the reaction is and what the true – um, feeling and outpouring of emotions are from fans that have been waiting a very, very long time for something like this to happen. I hope that they get a chance to truly soak all of it in and we don't get in this fast-forwarded culture that we live in, which is, all right, now now what's next? What happens next? Take a moment to soak it all in. And from, from your perspective, do you feel like that the city was doing that on this run to ultimately last night lifting the trophy? Yeah, I think so. I think just because that was only the second time ever that a championship was won on the home floor in Denver. Uh, I think it was the 01 um, avalanche that yeah. won on the home floor, uh, a home ice. And that was it. I mean, and you know, and NFL uh, Super Bowls, you know, those aren't at home. And then the Avs won on the road in Tampa last year. And um, it just, so it, it really had never happened here before. So I think, I think people know I'm friends with a lot of locals that live here, man. Um, and they're just, they're elated. Um, there were, there were so many, you know, tears of joy and people in the streets and yeah, a couple unsafe things, uh, which is a shame, but, um, for the most part, I, I think people are really going to enjoy this thing. This, you know, this parade is going to be historical that everyone's, you know, saying it's going to be much bigger than the abs parade was last year, just because of it being the first time ever for the nuggets. There's, you know, more casual fans that'll be popping in and families. And, um, it's, I, I think they really are, are soaking it in. And, and it was great, you know, for the Nuggets to bring back some of the legends of the uh, franchise too. You know, David Thompson, Dan Issel, Alex English, those guys uh, deserve some recognition. They got it 
during uh, during the finals at, at the first two home games and uh, at, at at game five, uh, David Thompson was honored, and, and those guys built the franchise uh, from the start. You know, when they came over from the NBA, and um, they deserve to be celebrated, and uh, the the city loves them as much as they love the current players. And uh, the parade will be a historic day, that's for sure. It's it's going to be fun. But last uh, last night was, I'll never forget it. Never forget it. <laughs> I'm just glad that you're okay. Never. I'm glad that you're yeah. all right and you were able to survive. And and I'm also glad that this franchise's pinnacle moment is no longer defined by just Dikembe Mutombo holding on to a basketball and upsetting yeah. as as an eight seed uh, that they have a championship to go with it. It was. Great times watching that entire series. Man, I'm happy for you. Uh, that was awesome that you got to experience all that, and I can't thank you enough for coming on with us here in Tulsa, man. Pop, appreciate it, man. I love Tulsa, always will. It's where I started, and uh, I'll never forget it. And uh, just, just appreciate it, man. Sounds good, good man. Thanks for t- finding time for us. All right, brother. All right, yeah. later. That's Jacob Toby from Nine News in Denver, the NBC affiliate. I, yeah, I mean, he got his start here, but he also came from Boston, too, so he had spent some time there. But Jacob came in and is one of those kids that you see, and you're like, that guy's not going to be here very long. <laughs> yeah. He's going to move on. He's too good for this. And the celebration, he was right in the middle of it last night. You forget how much of a badass nickname that Skywalker is for, for David Thompson. I mean, Michael Jordan credited him for, like, the origin of everyone freaking out over the vertical. Like, it's because of Skywalker. Bill Walden, I can't believe I'm going to use a Bill Walden phrase, but Bill Walden said that David Thompson was a combo of Jordan, Kobe, Tracy McGrady, and LeBron James all rolled into one. That dude was an absolute freak. And all of those guys have been receiving the amount of praise that they should during this run for the Denver Nuggets. All right, it's 223. Take a timeout. We'll come back with more next here on the Blitz 1170. A little over 30 minutes away from Colby Daniels joining us here on the Blitz 1170 during the Blitz Mix. We'll go non-sports for a segment. We'll come back with a few brief, and I do stress brief, sound bites from the U.S. Open today. Because NBC does not like anyone using any audio or video. But we'll sneak a few in when we come back next year on the Blitz. Thank you for listening to this exclusive Blitz 1170 podcast from Bravado Wireless.